Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today was prompted by a question that I received in good old Q&A Friday question box, and it really got me thinking. So the question was, don't you think the shows you participate in paint a wrong image for young girls? Mm. Yeah. So for those who mm. don't know, like when we say shows, we're talking about um, obviously comp prep and yes. both Danny and I compete um, for the WBFF uh, at a pro level in, I guess, bodybuilding. And, you know, I mm. always, I I don't know whether I get a bit of like a hesitation when I say bodybuilding because the WBFF really does blur the line between bodybuilding and like fitness modeling and like beauty pageant oh god i hate that Um, i know but it is i reckon little bits elements of all of the above it's like what they explain it as like the victoria secret model for people that lift that's what i like to say i'm like it's like trained victoria secret models um But it's this question, because when you bring this up, Danny, it's it always strings on or pulls on my moral strings for a yeah. couple of reasons. And one of them is obviously I've got a background as a nurse and midwife in like healthcare. And health is just a massive, and I know it is for you, just a massive value to me. Like health is at the at the front of everything. Mm. But when you take a step back and you look at what we have to do for bodybuilding or competing, it's not healthy. Um, and I'm very open with that saying like the things that we have to do to get stage lean are not classified as health but then what is health in 2021 you know what is health Um, and then obviously we both have businesses in the coaching space and I would say they're very health driven like health and fitness driven so a lot of the values that I teach a lot of the girls um surround health and I'm so conscious of being like a role model in this space for when we do step up and be like yeah I'm eating this many calories and I'm doing this much output and cardio and steps and I am becoming fixated and I'm very hyper aware of my body and there's all these sorts of mixed messages yeah yeah really well said and going back to you know the definition of health and we've spoken about this many times health just isn't physical it's mental social emotional there's so much in it so to say reproductive yes so to say that bodybuilding or bikini competitive isn't healthy is true perhaps on a physical level but you can preserve your social health your mental health your reproductive health so technically yes i think it still can be healthy if you do it correctly um Mm. and to get this question i kind of agreed with the person that asked now Mm. Because it has turned into just something that's so different, um, you know, with social media and the emergence of that and people have access to look at pictures of their idols. And Mm. it did pull on my heartstrings too. I've got little nieces and one day I might have a daughter and it's kind of like, fuck, is that the message that I'm putting out? And then, Mm. you know, you and I are here to explain our ways and our methods um, to obviously go against unhealthy ways Uh, that we promote. So today I'm really excited to talk about, well, it can be bad for those looking on, but it Mm. can also be a really beautiful thing to watch. So Mm. yeah, we'll just talk about um, the polar opposites that that comp prep can be. Mm. Can I ask, was it a male or a female that asked this question? I wasn't going to say because Ah. I didn't think it was relevant, but it it was a male. Yeah. (laughs) 
relevant because like even someone asked me the other day well is is tracking macros disordered you know so some people who are so far out of what we do of course look in the lens and think there is no healthy way to do this there is no way like that's very unhealthy people think tracking your macros and training four five days a week is disordered or abnormal yeah and to some extent yeah it is quite abnormal you know we're not normal we are very much i guess high achievers in the things that we do to be able to do that so I like to come in like into this question with like a lens of being like, when we look at what healthy is, it's going to look different for everyone. And sometimes respecting certain boundaries, like tracking macros is what they need to do to be able to feel safe or have boundaries with nutrition to not binge eat, to Mm -hmm you know, to be able to diet in a flexible way, to be able to explore different parts. Um, Yeah. But then I also like to be so transparent and honest and say that, yeah, like towards the back end of a show, we do have to, you know, do quite unhealthy things and put our body under a huge amount of stress. Mm. doesn't mean that that stress is one normal and we promote it that everyone should do it because we definitely don't. I'm the Mm. first to say that comp prep isn't just like, let's tick this off your bucket list. It's not something that I believe people should just come in and be like, "Mm, the bikini show, you know, you never look at your body, food, training, cardio, the same again. It Mm -hmm. completely changes everything. It's so important to have like awareness coming in. Um, informed consent you know and that's something that I sit down with and talk to my own girls about who want to go into prep it's like anything if you went into hospital and you're about to have surgery they you sign on the dotted line you get informed consent that what you're about to do there are risks involved yeah and I think where the line is blurred is that people aren't informed they're not informed before they step into this and they think that it is just a bit of a walk in the park and it's the new trendy thing that girls do to get in shape and yeah that's the complete opposite of that and we both do this very well Danny we go this is me 90% of the time this is me 10% of the time for mm-hmm. that back end of a show I look like this we do the photo shoots because we feel fucking amazing and so we have the right to yeah but then we also show our body at maintenance and in a surplus and cellulite and like showing what normal is and that health is dynamic it's not just one fixed body fat percentage yeah exactly right and it's so interesting because social media have has obviously exposed our sport a lot more but Bodybuilding and bikini modeling, it's not the only sport that requires a certain look. You know, you've got ballet, you've got calisthenics, athletics. Every single sport requires a certain look and performance outcome. Yes, basketballers aren't judged on their appearance, but you hear some of the documentaries on the greatest athletes. They're training for hours. They're Mm. eating restricted diets. They're eating specific diets. They're, you know, sacrificing this, sacrificing that. So the same underlying principles are there, Mm. but with the emergence of social media and what's deemed beautiful and airbrushed pictures and over-sexualizing the sport, Yes, I can understand how a young girl will look at someone's picture of their ass Mm. who unfortunately is doing our sport, but they're portraying themselves in that way. Good on them if they want to, but I can understand how that link is made. Mm. Now, it's our job to say, well, okay, if women want to embrace their curves, and I shouldn't have even used the word ass to be honest, but, you know, whatever. If people want to embrace their body, great, um, but just be wary on who's looking and the images that you might be putting out. 
Yeah. Be so freaking selective with your role models in this sport, in this space, because they are painting the picture of like your own perceptions in how you see yourself, um, not just at the back end of a prep, but 365 and Mm. I think that that is so important because social media has allowed us to see role models all year round and you know a red flag is people that only show photos from a photo shoot that's a massive red flag if people are only showing their their one week of conditioning when it was optimal if they're not showing themselves like you know training hard in the in the depths of a surplus and like you know being a normal human, normal female, having carrying some body fat, then, you know, it does paint that disordered image in our brain. When mm. it comes to competing as well, like I said, WBFF, if that brand wasn't around, I wouldn't be competing. There's no way I'd compete if it wasn't for the WBFF because it does, like I said, blurs the lines. We, yes, we have to get in shape and conditioned, but in my opinion, we in especially the um, bikini and hopefully the wellness, we don't have to get absolutely diced like what, say, IFBB bikini has to be. They are judged on that level of conditioning and body fat percentage. And like you said, the WBFF has that element of beauty and fashion and marketability that's all bled into um, how you're perceived and not, and I guess not always the leanest physique wins. Um, on stage so you're not just judged on that body and I think that allows you know first timers to come in and have a more enjoyable experience and leave without feeling like oh my body's not good enough yeah and it really but works both ways so whether someone is an IFBB competitor or ICN or anything that Mm. is fantastic no matter and and you just mentioned okay WBFF is for you and that's why you do it you wouldn't do any other ones awesome but for those who do that's also awesome because Mm. to get themselves in that shape you need a certain mindset, you need a certain drive as well. Um, so there's nothing wrong with each federation. It's just mm. a matter of you finding what works for you. But to mm. kind of go back and reverse it, so for the onlookers, just mm. recognise that getting on stage, yes, you do get judged on your appearance. That's what the sport actually is. But mm. you need to reflect, well, am I scrolling my Instagram feed and this is making me feel bad about about myself so people need to take control too now I don't have a young daughter but if I did have a young daughter and she was scrolling through Instagram comparing herself to the women I would like educate her yes but then also advise her hey there's an unfollow button and Mm. it works both ways so yes us as role models need to take ownership but then the onlookers need to take ownership too Mm. so Yeah. yeah I completely agree you know don't hate the game hate the player And I think it's so important, like, when you recognize that bodybuilding is a sport, don't hate bodybuilding. I don't hate bodybuilding. Mm. Like, look at the players. Pick them. Choose the team. Like, participate with the team that you want to. Support that team. Back that team. We hate the others. So it's important Mm -hmm. to not hate the sport. It's a sport. It's like saying, is powerlifting healthy? You know, it's a sport. Is athletics. Is dance. Like, there's a lot of unhealthy modeling like people in magazines and Mm. and all of that you know beauty is everywhere and um you know this problem isn't going to be solved just in a podcast by you and I but we're here to say well I don't think our sport should be separate separated from all the other um sports and categories out there you know Mm. particularly Mm. because when we're undertaking bodybuilding 
Okay. And we've mentioned it before in episode five. So the reality of competing, if you haven't listened to that, listen to that. And then post comp more or less episode five, we have a whole list of why people should not compete. And it's a lot longer than the list of why people should compete. Okay. So we're not here again to say, tick it off your bucket list. No, getting on stage is a byproduct of mindset, a really strong mindset. Okay. And self-love as well. Discipline in the form of self-love again. And being on stage is just the icing on a cake. Mm -hmm. Okay. So not everyone can earn that right. So technically to get on stage in a healthy way is actually beautiful for younger women to look up to, because if we are portraying our message of health correctly, the younger women would be able to follow us and say, wow, look at Danny and Sherelle. They're showing that you nourish your body with beautiful food. You move your body in a way that allows it to feel strong and function well. Their mindset, look, they're reading books, they're meditating. Like this is what should be shown more of, but unfortunately it's not. Um, Mm. So yeah, there's positives and negatives, but there's so much more to the sport than just getting to X amount of body fat. Yeah, hundred percent. And well, like, I think what you said there, like mental fitness, mm-hmm. you know, your mental toughness, that muscle builds so much throughout a prep. Like I just, you become so focused and so, I guess, um, so driven towards achieving something because you know, all the micro targets and the micro goals you have to do to get there every single day, you're staying on point. Yeah. And like I said, it's not for everyone because those last like six to eight weeks are an absolute grind. And I just, I want people to be like aware of that phase because that's the really hard part of it being in season. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's still a sport and we're still athletes and we still do all the things all year round. Um, it's just like that mm. dials turned down. So I feel like you, you must to, to compete, you must practice those principles all the time in order yep. for it to be healthy. You know, yep. like you can't flick the switch and turn on and then just be like, I'm all in now I'm all in because then what mm. happens post comp. And we spoke about this, like mm. of the reality of post comp mm. um, is post comp blues. Like, because then you don't know how to how to like remix. You don't know how to like change gears or turn the yep. volume down slowly, which yep. is what should happen. And this is when it becomes unhealthy and when we develop disordered behaviours and body image dysmorphia um, and, and trouble sort of reversing out, not just physically but also mentally. Yeah, yeah. And we do clarify in those other episodes that no one should really compete. No one should compete if you have trouble with your eating um, Mm. or a poor body image or mindset. If there are red flags, a lot of people think that competing will fix those problems. No, they amplify them and make them a lot worse. So Mm. if you do have areas that you need to work on, I wouldn't do a comp prep until you feel truly comfortable and truly ready. You've done at least six to 12 months of the processes, practice tracking your food, you know, train hard, get ready to dial it up. And then, as you said, for that last eight weeks where it is a push, it's very uncomfortable, go for it. Because I don't want younger women or men as well looking, saying, being scared of hard work either. Because try opening a business. We both know how bloody stressful that is. Mm -hmm. There are some days where you don't sleep well. 
You know, you are grinding, you're hungry, you're exhausted. Similar traits to a comp prep. So it's so true. Isn't it? What? We're going to teach our young generation to not be like working hard. We're going to hand out participation medals to everyone. You know, (laughs) it's becoming a bit of a joke as well. So I do. Everyone gets a medal. Everyone gets a medal. Oh, mate, it's worse now than ever. If I didn't win when I was a kid, that was it. No, No, not on stage, but I'm talking. metaphorically for life you know Mm. what's the difference between pushing really hard at the end of a prep or pushing really hard for a business or pushing really hard to find love looking after a baby you know yeah well you'd know all about that so I think yeah it's it's also important to show freaking hard work and determination yeah absolutely and that that's 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 the missing piece of the puzzle as well that's what people don't show and they think that oh it was just a smooth beautiful journey I don't go what what could go wrong I go when is shit gonna hit them? Yeah. like yeah. I'm like shit's gonna hit the fan you know mm. shift work's tough mm. fucking running a business is tougher in my mm-hmm. opinion like mm-hmm. you're not only challenging physical but also mental and yeah it's really important to know that like yeah hard work like it's got to come in waves. Like it's got yeah. to, things are going to get fucking hard. They're supposed to. That's the point of a prep. You know, it's supposed to really challenge yourself. And that's yes. the only way we grow, by the way. Um, there's a small percentage that, you know, make it to stage and there's a huge percentage that don't. Mm. And I think that that number is actually not spoken about a lot. There's a lot of people who start preps and don't finish. Of course, yeah. they're not going to show it. You know, they're not going to show like, oh, I'm pulling out of a prep because I can't deal with this anymore. A lot mm. of people wouldn't. Mm. Um, so I think it's really important to to just really clarify that that is a sport. And it's funny that you mentioned about the participation medals because when <laughs> Luke was working at school, he was a PE teacher. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> these ribbons what do you mean like everyone just comes <laughs> home with a placing reinforcing us i got told you suck in school yeah. not oh, man. but i oh, fuck i'm a tough worker because yeah. I've, I've i've been last in a lot of things oh yeah and even with competing like when i first started competing like to be transparent i won most of my shows when i first started in amateur sort of um lineups in smaller federations it was a rude fucking shock when i got my pro card because I got second in my first WBF show and then I got my pro card and then you're bottom of the ranks and yeah. you know like not even getting a call out in my first pro show in LA mm. was LA no I can't even remember that was you know that pulled on me I was yeah. like whoo I'm not used to this like level of not succeeding yeah you know? but then it was like well then what's success to me because I'm fucking here And it's really Mm. important that you rewire yourself. And that is tough. Mental Mm. fitness is so important throughout a prep to stay healthy. Because like I said, I don't want to do one show. I'm about to do my 10th show. And I want that to be again and again. I'm going to keep going to a fucking win a crown. And that's like the mentality that you need to be able to build over time. But if you don't do it in a sustainable, healthy way, you're not going to get to that. Yeah. And for the onlookers looking at that, it's a beautiful message. One of many beautiful messages that are portrayed through your social media of resilience, of growth mindset. You won't get what you want straight away, but you sit back, reflect, what can I do different for next time? You try again. Okay. And they're the messages that also come out of the sport, trying again. Now, again, to, to look on the other side, yes, there are there's a really sexual element to this, okay? And again, I'm all about women embracing their body and men embracing their body, but we are in control of our 
of the message that we're putting out. For me personally, I've stopped posting those images just because of my brand. I want to, you know, be seen as a professional and educator and that's fine. Um, You don't get as many likes, whatever. It is what it is because I'm not here for the likes, okay? You and I are here for the bigger vision and to be that authority and to educate. Um, But again, young girls are going to be looking at your profile no matter if you're a competitor or not. Okay. Mm. There's access to the internet. I don't even know, like my little nieces do their own vlogs. And, you know, um, when I went over to my mom's house, the kids were over and she's like, Danny, come watch me do my vlog. And then she was washing her face in the mirror. And like, I was looking at her skincare routine and she was five years old. And I think Mm. it's beautiful. So I can understand. And I just immediately became so protective of her. I'm like, Mm. fuck. I hope you're going to be okay, you know, but it's, it's the reality. Kids have access to everything and there's only so much that we can control. Now I'm not here to say how to be a parent because I don't know, I don't have kids, but I'm also saying I can understand how young girls can look at these people and feel bad about themselves or get the wrong message. Okay. Mm. Cause it is a very, it can be sexualized. You know, we can't, there can be false advertising with product placement and using sex to sell, but it's been around forever. Like it's not a new thing. Mm. Yeah. Really important. Like I also think though, like if you want to post the photo on your bikini, you can, you mm. know, so it comes down to, I guess, why like I I I obviously like post a lot of my check-ins and a lot of my photo shoot photos and a lot of body updates and Mm. transformations and like because that's what I do like I'm a bodybuilder I'm also a coach I help Mm. women build their physique so it's really important to know like from a marketing perspective as well like what are you actually selling what are you selling what's the message behind yeah. Post. What are you actually doing there? If yeah. it's for the sake of like laying on the beach and it's a hot day and you know, <laughs> and you want to do that, that's cool. That's fine. Mm. But just mm. know, just be aware that, like you said, everyone's on the internet and yeah. um, those photos are there forever. You know, yeah. we were warned about that in school about like those. Oh, photos. were you? Oh, said it's like yeah. be careful of what you post when social media was just starting to sort of you know come up yeah. even on um Facebook like I remember yeah. uni, we had to have our names different to like we had to change our names they taught mm. us in in uni because as um when you're registered with as a health professional mm. they, it correlates because they look you up and yeah. so they would just always warn us and employees would look us up on Facebook That's yeah they try and find it so I think yeah. it comes down to the reason behind what you're doing, and I have absolutely no hesitations to post my glutes on Instagram if I'm fucking proud of them with yep. a transformation photo. Um, it really, it really comes down to like your messaging and you yes. as a person and your brand. Like, and for a lot of us that do use social media um, for business, you are your brand. Like, mm-hmm. you are that. So don't be scared to, you know, hold back on showing personality or parts of you like especially like Danny I'm sure you're going to be doing body updates with prep is that something that you would lean into I don't know good question to be honest no 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 body updates just because if you if you scroll down to when I was competing it's all body updates you know this week versus that week whatever just because my page is purely business um I don't I don't coach people in nutrition I'm purely performance movement injury rehab my body updates isn't relevant to my business anymore. Mm -hmm. Plus I don't really 
feel comfortable doing it anymore, which is so crazy. Um, but again, for me, I use it as a business. It's mm. not that I'm that I don't, you know, love my body and, and all of that. But just for my business right now, I don't coach people for physique. Um, I don't provide nutrition advice. It's not relevant. I don't get people on stage. Um, I have followers for other reasons aside from my body updates. Mm. So yeah, from a business point of view, I don't really feel the needs. Now, it doesn't mean I'm never going to post one. You know, I can't wait to do photo shoots and post photos, but it's just how my uh, brand has changed mm. and it's working for me. I mm. was, yeah, it's, I get more clients now. And because actually what the difference was, I've just found my niche. Yeah. And I know that so many people say, find your niche. And I'd be sitting here as a young girl being, what do you mean find your niche? What, what? I don't understand. I found my niche and that's worked. So mm. I'm not going to deviate from it. But mm. awesome question. Mm. Yeah. And no, I really, really interesting. So do you mm. see your personal brand separate to your professional brand? Do you see like Danny as someone else to Danny as the um, like rehab specialist? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, okay. This is good. And this is the work that I suppose I had to sit down and reflect on. So for now, obviously, you know, I've got level up, I've got the rehab side of it. Um, the competitor side, I'd like to think that my personal brand is becoming the one. Um, I don't know. I still need to explore that more because COVID obviously I was unable to train. So I wasn't posting any training videos like so because of covid that actually just forced my brand to go hardcore rehab you mm. know i was wearing a baggy t-shirt i was wearing this which now i'm changing so i'm kind of it was a pendulum i went from booty shorts glute body updates okay danny the competitor to covid happened all right there's nothing else i can do aside from work and then really specialize in rehab and do all these amazing things to the the opposite side and now i'm finding that middle ground mm. both so good question. I don't know the answer. So I have another question. Can Ooh, I okay. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Would you post like a photo of you and Paul out for dinner on your Instagram? No. Okay. No. Oh, well, I said no straight away. Yeah. No. Nah, ah, nah, I wouldn't. Oh, oh no. It it's, depends. No if it's a very. There's no, Danny, I've not posted no... anything. My brother's had kids. I've had big milestones in my life. Like I posted on my story. I wouldn't turn my page into a lifestyle page. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. That's yeah, all I'm interesting. asking. I used I'm to, asking, but not anymore. Is Danny Antonellis different to coach Danny? It is. Mm. It is. Yeah. So yeah. that's a huge difference between us, even as individuals. Cool. Yeah. Because would you post a photo of you and Luke out to dinner? Yeah, yeah. What, yep. what would the context be, though? You wouldn't be like, had an awesome Saturday night. Or you might. What would I, the context I be? I probably would if we looked, if, like, we went to the races, for example, and we were dressed up, I would have. I remember those photos. You guys look really hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for me, my brand is Sherelle Grant, and I can't yep. separate that as personality, even when I was nursing. Mm, like, mm. It, that that nurse hat was still on Sherelle Grant with the badge, mm, and mm. that's the way I like I coach and that's I I can't you know you're great at having that professional hat on and don't get me wrong I can be professional and have boundaries mm -hmm. but I that Sherelle playfulness character personality part still comes out in me a lot throughout yeah. everything that I do and I just yeah I don't know that's just I've always used social media or Instagram 
um, as a way to show me and my life. And I guess prior to Instagram, it was Snapchat and I just transferred. Like yeah, Instagram yeah. was just Snapchat. Page. Oh yeah. no. I'm pulling um, up the old page. No, that's great. And I love that you're, you we get to talk about this stuff because when I look at your page, it's, you know, body confidence, women's health, training mm-hmm. tips, all of this epic stuff. We obviously know about Luke. He's on your page, but <laughs> I still think you do have a niche in what you post. Like you posted oh, photos of you in normal clothes, new pants through this because what the day we wear normal clothes, it's like, wow, and you look yeah. amazing. Um, so, yeah, you still, yeah, heading away for Luke's thing. Um, but it is important to I suppose recognize that oh yeah yeah Yeah. that's really cool and I guess um I definitely found my niche the women I work with are very similar to me to be honest so that's why I feel like you attract what you put out and exactly what you're saying you're trying to attract what you put out you know so it's the exact same thing if I didn't want to work with women on the some of the things that I would talk about or share I probably wouldn't post them because I wouldn't want to attract that Mm -hmm. right so I think, um, yeah, it's it, it has to come from like a, like are we personality here? Are we strict professional? Because if you went on like a coffee shop's page, you know, they're not, the barista's not showing you, oh, well, they're out on the weekend. Yeah, you know, or a photo of his cat or something. Yeah, like so, that's what stories are for. Yeah, I put my goofy, like I'd like to still think that my personality shows up in my videos, but there's only, you can't really deviate from what I do, but that's what the beauty of stories are. Yes. So as soon as stories came out, I stopped posting like lifestyle shots on my actual like fixed posts. So mm. I still post my life on stories, but again, I'm, I think about what I post. Mm. I say, A, is this hurting or creating my brand not saying that I'm inauthentic because I'm very transparent and the fact that we're doing this podcast we talk about it everyone knows everything about us um but I think from a professional standpoint people are looking at your page so as someone who posts and as an authority you have to consider what you post what's relevant what's not is this going to harm my brand is this going to enhance my brand will I regret those photos in 10 years well I still scroll down and cringe at my own stuff, but it's all part of the learning. Um, so it's important to bring that up actually. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And like what you mm. said, it's sort of about you being like, well, what's relevant? What's valuable for people? Mm. And that in itself, like, well, what is valuable? You know, me showing my new pants, I sort of see that as valuable, like showing personality and character. Mm. Um, it's like the old quote that we said, like people don't buy what you do, they buy who you are. And mm. I think that that is just so important to be able to p- portray that. Um, relatability yeah. is super powerful and it's something like it's a massive principle to me is just being like so relatable and authentic in the messaging that I, that I do because they're the clients that I want to attract. You know, I don't want people coming to me thinking I'm something else either. So the way I show up on Instagram is the way I show up in my own coaching business. And there's no difference there. Mm, Yeah. And that's why you're an authority because you've really just run with that. And that's great. And um, someone once told me that, you know, because not everyone loves training, but people still follow me. And I was sort of discussing with someone. They're like, yeah, people want to know where you get your lashes done. I mean, today in a QA, and a where did you get your beanie? Which was Sports Girl. And I had to laugh because I didn't even know. Like, fuck, this beanie must be five years old. I'm not going to Sports Girl for ages. Like, but people still want to know about you. And that's fine too. Um, but, yeah, back to our topic of the podcast, you know, people are going to be looking no matter what. 
So mm. take ownership and um, just put the right messages out. But the thing is, what even is the right message? For me, I think the right message is something that allows you to be authentic with you. Because mm. yeah. if you want to show your body, awesome. Like people see it in, in their own lens too. And just because a male asks that question, okay, we can be all male, female, whatever. Males look at photos of females differently to how females would look at females in most cases. All right. It is what it is. So yeah, I don't know. Like it's going to be there no matter what. Someone could look at some me in a like fully clothed and God knows what they think, but you know what I'm trying to get at? So people Mm -hmm. are going to have those thoughts no matter what based on their personality too. Yeah. You know, people don't, you don't see the world, like you see the world as you are. So Mm -hmm. your own experiences are going to shape your perceptions of what you deem as inappropriate, you know? And, and I like, there's lots of even examples like religion and cultural wise of how people would perceive things as appropriate or inappropriate. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't value what you do or change your behaviors based off someone else's perceptions. You've just got to come into that space or any space Mm -hmm. and own who you are in the most comfortable, like authentic way. And that's why, like, if you're asking, should I upload this? Is that it's probably inauthentic to you. Whereas I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. This transformation. Like, and I think as well, like when you post something, like if I want to get a really clear message as well, like evidence is important for people. So if I'm Mm -hmm. talking about like building your glutes up, I don't think there's anything inappropriate about showing the physical progress in doing so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can be classy about how you do it and you are. And if you weren't and you were comfortable with that, awesome as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, I keep swinging, but I suppose that's why we brought this up because I could see for and against the topic and that's why we're here just to sort of debate back and forth. Mm. Um, but I suppose as someone watching And if there's content that doesn't allow you to feel good, take ownership, ask yourself, well, why don't I feel good about this? Um, And unfollow people who give you bad feelings when you're looking Mm. at either what they look like, what they say. Okay. There's an unfollow button for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Be selective about who you follow. Do a big cull if you're feeling insecure on on some people's pages, or even if you're just not liking the vibe. Yeah, you know I mean, you don't know, you don't control. owe anyone anything. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really important to be able to do that. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to being able to um, book in for some photos. Like, I already have some arranged, like some photo shoots lined up, and mm. you know, I just I love that aspect of competing of being like you work so hard. It's it's more than yes. fine to show off your physique, like. Yep unapologetically and mm. post that wherever the friggin' hell you want. Yep. Facebook layout cover page. It's Well, you know what, man? I went on my Facebook. I never go on Facebook and I went on my Facebook. It's still me in a bikini, like the complete <laughs> opposite. I'm like, oh, I've had that same pink bikini on for like three years in that cover photo. Like, oh, well. Yep. And I left it there because you and I show the byproduct of healthy habits. Okay. Mm. We don't label food good or bad. We don't train until we're sick and injured. You know, we have a strong mindset. We treat food as fuel. We move our bodies out of love, okay? Mm. And us getting to that low-level body fat, even though physically it may be quote-unquote unhealthy, we still tick off all the other elements of what health is. We promote body positivity. We promote love and authenticity. Mm. So, yeah, there are people like us out there who spread good messages. Mm. So our sport can 
you know, really help people. And that's why it's growing because people want more of that. Wow, they're radiating. I want more of that. Okay. They need to take ownership. And if your child's too young to understand all of this, just, you know, try and monitor who they're following and who they're not. Mm, Yeah. It's everywhere. Mm, Absolutely. I hope that really sort of does help answer that question because it is, Something that, like I said, does pull on like my moral strings sometimes Mm. of being like, well, you know, what would other people think? And not just other people, but people who don't know better. That's more so the thing I'm saying. And I feel like, as I said, showing the whole story is really important for me to be like, this is where I'm starting. This is like the show day. This is what I'm doing after. This is my reality. This is not real life either. Mm. And Instagram isn't anyways. So it's just really important to be able to understand that because that's what sets expectations for people. It's like, cool, Sherelle's like just about to get on stage. She's not saying that she's like the healthiest she's ever been because it's Mm. not the truth. Um, But yeah. 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 Well said. And and that's what we can do. Keep making podcast episodes, keep, you know, Mm. spreading the messages and and being real with it. There are good and there are bad in our sport, but there's good and bad in everything. Okay. It's not just the sport. Uh, Mm. We don't need to be put under an umbrella that's separate from everyone else. Like I'm very open about everything. I'm open about that. I get Botox and all of that. And with anything like that, and we've spoken about this on other episodes, just do it from a place that's for you and Mm. not, oh, I'm going to get Botox so people like me. Yeah. I want to get it because I want to get it. And if people want to ask me where I get it, I tell them. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had someone I could ask, oh, where'd you get your boobs on? Where'd you get your Botox? And for some people, it may be seen as, you know, oh, needing external validation, but it's actually not. If you decide that you don't want to be validated by other people, awesome. Mm. So I'm all about that as well. Like, Mm. yeah. So it all stems down to the mindset you're in when you make decisions. And knowing why, like, I'm not going to lie. I love compliments. We all do. We all thrive on people praising us and fitting in. Okay. But then I've also been on the path of chasing compliments. And then when you don't get them, you feel empty and then you try and do more. So I can also understand why people post those photos. Okay. Mm. Why people put out a certain image because it feels void. It's very short term, but you have to get past that. You know, Mm. one day we're going to be old. (laughs) Like one day, you know, we're going to look back and be 90 years old and not look the way that we did. What's left? What else did you achieve aside from how you looked? Mm. Hey, there's so much in it. Mm. Yeah. I (laughs) think the main, I guess, messaging as well is like just own who you are and own wherever you are in whatever stage you're at. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes like photo shoots make me feel so powerful and not even just when I'm shredded, like I've done lots of photo shoots, like at maintenance phases and when I've got more body fat and I still value myself just as much. And I think it's really important to, you know, not just see the aesthetics in a photo either. Like there's a, there's a person in that image too. And I, I sort of also come into that space from like more of like an empathetic view as well. If, if people do feel like they need that validation as well. So I know a lot of people um, post for the right reasons as well. And they post this content for the right reasons um, and they compete for the right reasons. It infuriates me that people put everyone in the same box Mm. when it comes to competing, because, Mm. you know, we take this so seriously and 
we do this properly and we do this in the most sustainable way possible yeah. um, where we're not only preserving mental health but also physical health to the to the degree that we would like to because it's not about the show is it it's not about the show it's not about no. the body it's it's just an no. end result and that's what people see and they go well fuck that's unsustainable mm. and it's like there's a whole process you missed. Yeah. There's a whole Where have process. you been, mate? Where have you been? Yeah. Okay. I know yeah. this photo brought you here, but yeah. go through the highlights. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot going on. That's so true. Can, if it wasn't for competing, my life would be so much different. Eh? Like I wouldn't oh, have yeah. the friends that I have. I wouldn't have the confidence that I had. I wouldn't be able to speak like this, put myself out there. Right. I look back on photos of little Danny and I just feel so empathetic. And I wish I could yeah. say, you know, everything's going to be okay. Just keep going. Oh, man. Daddy. I know. How, like, I, Yeah. Right. I just want to hug myself because I was yeah. trying so hard and I didn't know any of this stuff. And you just want to say, it's going to be okay. Like, yeah. So there's just so much emotion in competing and why we keep going back. You're doing your 10th. I'm going to do my sixth show. There's a reason why, if it was so bad, we wouldn't keep coming back. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a good episode. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I hope everyone did enjoy this um, episode and, you know, let us know what you think about it. Like, do mm. you agree with us? Do you have any different views? Because obviously Danny and I have thrown around some different ideas here as well. And you can probably hear like, um, I guess, the the yin and yang in us mm-hmm. and how we complement but have opinions. And it's so important to be able to speak about this stuff because yeah. these questions get swept under the rug, to be honest. No yeah. one's this sort of stuff like whether it's healthy and you know we're the first to admit to say well sometimes it's not sometimes it is there are components that are and there are some aspects that you know it is a bit of a grind and a bit of a push and we don't promote this as the best possible way to practice health so Mm. um again hope you enjoyed it please do share it on your instagram um take a screenshot tag myself tag danielle and of course the level up podcast thank you